Welcome back to the FA Podcast. I'm Drew. I'm here with Mark and Matias. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, so we're already in week 16. Um, so yeah, I think we're just going to get right into it. And we're going to start off with, with some college, because why not? So on Sunday afternoon, the college football playoff committee gave us the four teams that would be participating in the college football playoffs, and they are... Alabama, Clemson, and Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Notre Dame, and we also received what the New Year's New Year's Six bowl games are going to be, but we'll talk talk about those next week. So I think we're we're just gonna start off with the playoff games. I'm gonna we're gonna start off with Alabama and Notre Dame. Um, I'll start this one off, I guess, and I feel like. Out of all these teams, Notre Dame, they are probably the weakest one. Not saying they're a weak team, just compared to the other three. They're the, uh, they're the, uh, I can't think of what it's called. They're the, uh, golden slipper, the Cinderella story. They're the Cinderella story out of all these teams. And, I mean, especially going against the uh, juggernaut of Alabama. I just, I don't see them winning this one, so I'm going to have to take Alabama. Yeah, I agree. I I have Alabama as well. Um, you know, Alabama I think has like three Heisman contenders in Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, and Mac Jones. And I mean, of course, you know, it's Alabama, and they they just kind of they they just have like a winning culture about them. So yeah, I I think that it. I don't think it's going to be that close of a game. I think Alabama takes it by more than a score. Yeah, I I think this one should be easy. And Alabama is the clear, like, they're the clear-cut best team in America right now. And, I I mean, they have, like you said, Matias, they have three Heisman frontrunners with Harris, Smith, and Jones. And Notre Dame, on, on Notre Dame's side, they just lost to Clemson by 24 points. And I... In my opinion, Bama is is a lot not a lot better, but they're definitely better than Clemson is. So I don't see it being a close game at all. Um, yeah, I th- I I think it'll be a blowout. So moving on, Clemson and Ohio State, and I I I'll, I'm gonna take this one because I'm an Ohio State fan. Um, but I th- I think this is gonna be a blowout one way or the other, and I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards Clemson, but I, I, I have to kind of stay true to Ohio State. So I'm going to take Ohio State. And, like, Justin Fields hasn't looked great. Like, he hasn't looked like he looked last year over, the like, I think they played six games. And the defense has been pretty beaten up. Obviously lost Chase Young to the draft last year. They lost Okuda and um, David Arnett, just to name a few guys. And... That last week in the Big Ten champ game, they barely beat Northwestern, and but they, I mean, they were also missing twenty-two players due to COVID. So if they can get at least some of those guys back, including Chris Olave, who's the one of their top wide receivers, um, I I think Clem- Dabo Sweeney's kind of looked at them as not a top ten team, so I think they're gonna they might they may overlook them, and and I think Ohio State's gonna get it. As much as I uh, hate to say this, I'm going to have to agree with Drew. I'm not the biggest Ohio State fan, but I definitely think they're going to be the uh, better team in this situation, and I think they'll be able to pull out a win. 
I, I disagree. I, I think, sorry, Drew, but I, I think Clemson's going to win. I, back to what he said, Justin Fields has been kind of, you know, I mean, he started off the real, the year really well, but he's been um, kind of, kind of a lot of turnovers lately. And I just think, you know, you have Trevor Lawrence in this game, and I, I'm not like a, a well, I, I'm, a, I'm a, I guess I'm a Trevor Lawrence believer in the case that I think he's a good QB. I, I, I think he'll do well in the NFL, but I'm not like, I, I don't quite buy into him as much as most people do, but I, I still think that that's obviously a huge factor. And uh, I think that, you know, with him and ETN, their offense is pretty unstoppable and they'll be able to beat Ohio State's uh, triple defense. Yeah, like I said, I think it can, I, I think it can go either way, but I had to lean towards Ohio State. Um, so yeah, again, we're gonna, we'll probably talk about, we'll probably do predictions for the New Year's Six games next week. Um, and those games are, I'll give you the games now that's going to be Oklahoma, Florida, in the Cotton Bowl, Cincinnati and Georgia in the Peach Bowl, Iowa State, Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl, Texas A&M in North Carolina in the Orange Bowl, and, and then the two playoff games are also New Year's Six. So, yeah, so moving on. I think I just want to talk because this is kind of like the big the big headline coming out of coming out of this week was um, the Jets got the first win against the Rams and it was twenty three twenty so it was it was kind of close but and like before we get into like that Trevor Lawrence campaign with between the Jets and the Jaguars I th- I want to talk about the Rams and what this means for them and I don't know like. I know you guys have definitely had them like, oh, they may may make a run for a Super Bowl, or they're like they're the one team that can beat the Chiefs. So, I don't know. I, I I'm interested to see from you guys. Like, what do you guys think this does for LA? Well, uh, first things first. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say they were the only team who I thought could beat the Chiefs, but the Chiefs, but they were definitely one. I mean, after losing to the New York Jets who are basically on a full-on tank, and I mean, are literally having, like, Frank Gore, a man older than time itself, be one of your starting running backs. I just, I don't see that being a, uh, going for a win there. And I mean, the Rams, if they won, didn't they clinch their division? I, no, I think... I could be, oh, if they won. If they it. won, they could have, maybe. I'd I'd have to go yeah, look back Seattle and look, won. but Seattle Seattle won so yeah. and they lost so I think they're both ten and five, if or no yeah. or nine and five no ten and four or something. Yeah, go keep going, keep going. Anyways, um, so I mean it's just kind of like unacceptable. I uh, basically I should say for the Rams to even be losing this game, and I mean, kind of like I'm lost for words because it's like it's one of those games that like you always know there's gonna be one game. Uh, each week that's going to be a huge upset. This was not the game I expected to be the upset. In the game, I did think that would be the upset. Maybe we'll get into that later. Talk about the Steelers a bit. I thought I expected that to happen, but I did not expect this to happen. So, uh, Matias, you have anything to add? Uh, I mean, I so I, I just wanted to say, well, I, I think Seattle has one more win than the Rams do. 
they're the division leaders right now. But um, not all Seattle fanboys, Matthews. <laughs> I I think that um, it was a crap game because you know next week they have a game against Seattle, which probably determines the division. They're definitely like I don't know. It just seems like a week where they're like, okay, we're playing the Jets. We don't really have to try that hard. Let's just start watching film on Seattle or something like that. Um, I I mean it was a close game. I, I didn't watch the game, but I'm I'm assuming they had offensive troubles because they were playing the Jets defense and only had twenty points. But um, yeah, I I I just think that it was a trap game, and honestly, it hurts their stock. Like if we made a power rankings, they probably go down like five or six spots at least. But I I I'm. I, I haven't like given up on them because I, I still think, you know, it, it, it might have been a wake up call and they might, you know, start doing even better now. Yeah, that's I kind of I kind of agree with that. I think, like, Mark kind of Mark said it. It was an unacceptable unacceptable loss for the Rams and Sean McVay kind of had something to say about that as well after the game. But that, like, if that. Does that hurt their like? It does it hurt the, their chances to make a run for the Super Bowl? I think so because, like now that kind of gives me the the same the same kind of trust issues that I have with Seattle, where like they they're not going to show up when you need it most. So, I feel like that's either going to happen or what I feel like is teams are going to go up against them in the playoffs. Be like, oh, this is the team that lost to the New York Jets. We're gonna steamroll them, and next thing you know, the team that they're facing would get steamrolled. So I mean, I think it's either gonna be they're gonna be overlooked or no, like, out well, just looked at perfectly. I guess you know. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think that you know when they made the run for the Super Bowl, um, I think that one thing I've been forgetting is that they had Todd Gurley, so Jared Goff didn't really need to. That Todd. That was the that was the year that Gurley was hurt and he only got like eight or something touches in the playoffs total, and that was CJ Anderson. CJ Anderson was like the tank. That was that year. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, I, I do remember that. But yeah, the, I I meant the run game was better. Yeah, yeah. So Jared Goff, um, he has to do a little bit more now. Yeah, and. Like, with the run game, Cam Akers kind of showed out two weeks ago against New England with, like, 170 yards or something. And they, I'm pretty sure he got hurt hurt this week, and he's not he's not playing next week. So it's going to be huge for Jared Goff. It's going to be a huge game for Jared Goff if they want to win. And then, real, and then I want to move on real quick because, yeah, we'll just move on. So, like... I'm starting to think if the Jets win was really a loss for them because they're probably going to miss out on one of the best cute quarterback prospects of all time in, in Trevor Lawrence. So, like, I don't know if if draft if the draft positions hold, they're at two, and I don't know. I was starting to think that maybe you trade back out of the spot because I don't know. I don't know if I'd rather take Justin Fields over a Sam Darnold, like, Sam Darnold's a good quarterback, and I think it's more a problem with the coaching. And, I don't know, maybe trade back and get some more help for Darnold, but 
I don't know. You may you really won't get a a good wide receiver from a from a, like a, a in a trade. So like you'd have to trade yeah. back to get something else and then draft a good wide receiver. So that that's just kind of my thoughts also, on that. So yeah. My thoughts as well here is um I also it's like we've seen their team and we've seen how a Sam Darnold I thought was pretty decent coming in and could have helped turn the Jets around. And for all we know, Trevor Lawrence could be just like Sam Darnold. Where he's trying his best, he just has absolutely no help from the coach in his wide receivers, even his O-line. And he just gets ampled in and becomes, like, one of them. And, I mean, I feel like if they're going to get Trevor Lawrence, they're also going to have to go in a bit more, try to get maybe a few more draft picks, get some offensive line, or maybe even a high-end or mid-round talent that they could uh, develop to help them out. Yeah, I... I, I was texting um, Hayden and Drew about it a little bit ago, but I I think that for Trevor Lawrence, it's kind of a win because Jacksonville, the, the Jets' offense is, like, completely devoid of talent. And Jacksonville has, like, it has DJ Chark. Um, it has wide receiver that I'm blanking on the name of that came out this year. Um, LaVisca Chenault. Yeah, this is Chanel. Um, it has Robinson. So he's better set up to succeed immediately in Jacksonville. Even though the whole line's not good. And, you know, it's not a great situation. It's just better, I think. So. Yeah, and I kind of like Justin Field. I don't know how, I don't know how much, if in the Jets position, I don't know how much I'd trust Justin Fields. Like, Kind of going back to what I was saying. Like, I don't know how much I trust Justin Fields. Like, he's kind of unproven in the NFL when Sam Darnold has proven he can win games when, like, with a with a decent offense. Like, last year's offense was decent. It wasn't good by any means, but it was a lot better than it was this year. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. So, unless you guys, unless you guys have anything else, um, Matias, if you want to start off with the top three players of the week. Yeah, so my three is Josh Allen. He had 359 passing yards, two touchdowns through the air, I believe, two through the two over the ground, um, and 114.5 pass rating. And you know, he's obviously coming to his own this year, and I think that he's just um. He, he looks like a completely different player. I think I've probably said this like four or five times before on the podcast, but he he just um you know he he throws just so much better, and um the Bills wins the division, and you know happy for the fans because it's it's been a while, but um yeah, I mean he had a. They had a statement game, and I, I think they're they're probably my favorite team in the AFC. Uh, that's not the Chiefs. So. Yeah, um, I definitely I definitely agree with that. I think Josh Allen's kind of proven he can be an he can be an MVP this year. Although kind of Rodgers and Mahomes are both above him in my opinion. 
But my three is David Montgomery, running back for the Bears. He had 32 rushes, 146 yards, and two touchdowns. And it was it was the second week in a row he kind of ran all over a defense uh, last week with Houston. Um, last year he was kind of disappointing. I think he was a second-round pick. He could have been a first, but I think he was second. Um, but he's kind of he's finally coming out of his, of that shell that he was in last year, and I think, and I don't I don't know how much how much of it is Mitch Trubisky right now, and how much of it is him, considering over the past two games like that those have been his two breakout games. But Trubisky's also been playing well, so I mean. With them too, if they keep playing like this, they might even lead them to the playoffs. So I, I put them at three. Hey, yeah, I, I honestly kind of want to see Chicago sneak into the playoffs. If I'm being honest, try to see them make a good story for themselves. Try to win a Super Bowl. I mean, it's very unlikely, but we can all hope. Anyways, my uh, third is a probably not surprised many people is a uh, Derrick Henry, who, as we mentioned, basically in top three by one of us almost every week. He had a 147 rushing yards, a touchdown, and put a man six feet under with a stiff arm yet again. And, I mean, dude's just an animal, and I feel like he's evolving like a Pokemon, and he just keeps evolving into just a playoff form, and then he just wreaks havoc. So, I mean, it's very entertaining to watch, and, I mean, his performance just deserves a top three selection. Yeah, that's definitely... Like you said, he's pretty much in one of ours every week, and I he was he was very close to making mine this week, but he did not. And then yeah, so Mark, if you want to move on to two now. All right, next up I have uh, Matias's third, which is Josh Allen, and uh, the reason I put him above Derrick Henry is he didn't just have a fantastic uh, game with the throwing the ball. He also looked like one of the top end running backs in the league with two rushing touchdowns. And I mean, he there was nothing. Um, can I think of who they played? Denver. The Broncos, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The nothing Denver could have done to stop him, and I feel like even how injured their defense is, it's still a pretty decent offense or a defense. I mean, he was just finding everything and every way to score. Plus, not to mention there was a five minutes where they basically scored three times and it got called back as a flag and they were still able to score so I just felt like he deserved the number two spot so yeah the, I have the fourth Buckner at two he had three sacks and a forced fumble and first off I, how did he not make the Pro Bowl I'd say he's like a top three interior defender I mean I feel like he is kind of the main reason the Colts have changed into like a top three to five defense um, and I, I just, I, I don't know how he didn't make the Pro Bowl. I mean, this is a, three sacks is a great game, and a forced fumble, but I, I guess that's, I, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, that, the Pro Bowl selections were not very good this year, but, yeah, they were, you know, they you know, it is what it is. So, my, my two is Kyler Murray, I, uh, he, had, he went 27 for 36, 406 yards, three touchdowns. He did have an interception, but he also rushed eight times, had 29 yards, and ha- also had a touchdown on the ground. And I think I think this week he proved that he should be an MV- MVP candidate again. And, the, I mean, the one interception I don't think should take away from that. And I th- honestly think that him and Jalen Hurts probably gave us the game of the week from last week with uh, 
one score game and came down to the last second, final seconds. So it was it was a great okay. game from Kyler. Yeah, great QB duel. Yeah. All right, so my my one is Jalen Hurts, who I just mentioned. He went he had twenty four. He went twenty four for forty four, three hundred thirty eight yards, and three touchdowns, and also ran it eleven times for sixty three yards and had a touchdown on the ground as well. And I was back on four. I was I was going back and forth between him and Kyler for who I should put at number one, and I put him at one because he he didn't have an intercept. He did not have an interception. But he he didn't have an interception, and he also did better on the ground. But Kyler did win the game, so that's kind of why I was going back and forth. And I like I said earlier, it was probably the most entertaining game of last week. So I I, her, I think Jalen Hurts is definitely the real deal and definitely the answer for Philly for next year. He had 273 passing yards, three touchdowns, I believe two touchdowns on the ground as well, and 145.8 passer rating. Um, and, yeah, I mean, with Derrick Henry on their offense, I think he's a little overlooked. He's a lot better than he was in Miami. And I, I think that, you know, without him, I think he's a really good game manager and that, you know, their offense – He's definitely like a key part of their offense, and I think he showed that in this last week with a great game. Yeah, my number one, just to get into it, because it is also Montana uh, Hill. I mean, I've been a big fan of him ever since he went to the Titans, especially watching the playoffs. I feel like him and Derrick Henry were probably two of the biggest main reasons they even were able to make it as far as they did. I mean, guys are just crazy to watch because he got. A madman of Derrick Henry on the ground, but then you totally forget how well Ryan Tannehill has been playing. And I feel like that comeback player of the year uh, award he got last year, he's really showing why he earned it. And I mean, he's just a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and that's kind of similar to Jared Goff in what was it, 2018, with the run game being very good. So it might might get pass game might get overlooked come playoff time, but. I mean, it should very well should, and we we kind of had some good variety this week with the pick. Like we all didn't have the same top three, so that was good. Um, all right, so moving on to picks, Matisse. You want to start with the Christmas Day game? Yeah, on Christmas it's Vikings versus Saints, and I mean, I I feel like maybe it's not the most obvious game in the world, but I still think it's a pretty easy game to pick. I have the Saints and you know, Drew Brees and I I think he really picked it up towards the end of the Chiefs game there. He had like one final drive that I watched where he was just moving the ball and I um, I, I think that the Saints are one of the better teams in the NFC and the Vikings though I, I think it will be a good game because the Vikings are pushing for a playoff spot right now. And the, it, it's incredibly unlikely at this point, but I, I still think that, you know, it's possible, and they know that, and they're going to be trying their hardest. So I think they'll give the Saints a good game, but the Saints will just end up winning. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, 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 I'm going to – okay. 
I'll I'll take I'll take this one. All right. Uh, I will take it. All right. All so right. all right. So New Orleans, New Orleans is there's like they're still fighting for the first round by, and Minnesota is also still kind of fighting for a playoff spot. But I think this game, like I I I think I think Green Bay pretty much has the the first the one seed locked up, unless something drastic happens. But I think I like. Even, this game will be a step in the right direction for New Orleans, and both Minnesota and New Orleans are on two-game losing streaks. But um, New Orleans has played far better teams than um, Minnesota has, and with Philly and Kansas City, and then Minnesota played Tampa Bay and Chicago. But I think I think New Orleans is going to get the Christmas Day win here. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with both of y'all. I think it's going to be a good game, especially just from the past, how the Vikings have uh, always given the Saints a uh, tough time. I mean, with the uh, playoff win last year and the uh, Minnesota miracle a few years ago, I, mean, I feel like when these two teams come together, it's always going to be a good game, especially with both these teams have a lot on the line. For instance, as we said, the Saints with their uh, trying to clinch the bye and uh, Vikings just trying to fight for a chance to even be in the playoffs so I think it will be one of the better games of the week yeah and next we have the Bucks versus the Lions I have the Bucks. I think that the Lions I mean I, I feel like they're just kind of a sorry franchise right now and I I think that the Bucks, you know it, it's kind of weird that the Bucks said to have a big comeback game against the Falcons but I mean they did it and uh, it's they've been it feels like maybe they've been piecing stuff together lately like I feel like if they had gotten that far behind against the Falcons in the beginning of the year I don't think they would have come back but um, yeah I, I think that the Bucks will probably have an easy win and if it's not an easy win I would definitely add even more of a worry to you know what they're worrying about from playoff time yeah, uh, I gotta agree. I'm also happy. That, uh, I just want to say something real quick. I'm just happy that Matias is finally uh, coming along to starting to believe in the Bucks. I mean, I'm not exactly a bandwagon, but I do think they'll make a deep playoff run. I feel like Matias does not see that happening, so it's kind of nice to see how the uh, turntables are turning. So yeah, well, like the Scott quote, right really yeah, nice. yeah, um. Yeah, I, I mean, you can't doubt Tom Brady, and hopefully that's the last time I have to say it. Um, but Detroit is not a good team, although they probably should be, as like I explained last week. And I just think, at the end of the day, Tampa's high-powered offense is going to be too good for Detroit's defense, and Tampa's going to get it done. Yeah, and next, there's the 49ers versus the Cardinals. And... I have the Cardinals. I think that the 49ers had that win against the Rams. They kind of surprised everyone. But I think that's just Kyle Shanahan um, just kind of, you know, knowing the Rams very, very well. And I, I think that the Cardinals are different this year than they have been over the past couple of years. And I think that also the Cardinals know that Chicago and Minnesota – could take their playoff spot if they lose these last couple games. And so I, I think they'll go in, you know, like 
that in the mindset that they have to win and that they'll they'll get it done yeah um i i i also i i have to agree i think arizona's gonna win um and i'm pretty sure with the chicago loss and an arizona win i think arizona clinches it i'm pretty sure i'd ha- i'd have to check but i'd assume i'd assume they're gonna know that and they're gonna do everything they can to secure it and so i and i i trust i trusted a beaten Sa- a beaten up san fran team last week against a beaten up dallas team and they couldn't they couldn't even do that and if they couldn't beat an Andy Dalton led team in 2020, I don't think they're gonna be able to beat a a good healthy Arizona team. So I got Arizona. Um. Yeah. I also have to agree with you guys. I'm gonna go with Arizona. I don't think they can beat the uh, injury riddled uh, 49ers, and I feel like they have much more on the line than the 49ers do with that. To make the playoffs for the 49ers, I feel like they're just fighting for draft position at this point. Yeah, I definitely agree that, you know, maybe they kind of want to rise in the draft a little bit, so maybe they can pick one of the top four QB prospects, depending on how they feel about Garoppolo. I, I don't know. Um, but next, there's the Dolphins and the Raiders. I have the Dolphins winning. I think that, you know, I the Raiders just came off of a loss to the Chargers, and I called it. You guys will say I was crazy, but I, I think that still are. <laughs> I I think that the Raiders really have um really really fallen off, um, and I think that the Dolphins, the Dolphins again. I feel like pretty much all of my games I said guys, but the Dolphins are kind of you know there with the Ravens and and just the rest of the AFC wildcard teams fighting for those three spots and you know they need to win this game so that um, they can still have that buffer between them and the Raiders and uh, sorry the Ravens um, and I I think that again they know that they'll be trying to win and I think that their defense is just going to make it's Marcus Mariota, right? Uh, yeah. Marcus Mariota turned the ball over. Yeah, I agree. I also have Miami. Um, and this is, in my opinion, this is the game of the week. This is the game that I'm gonna want to watch. And like, cause Vegas is eliminated with a loss, and Miami is still fighting for the seven seed. So, yeah, it's just it's gonna be a good game. But in in my opinion, Vegas is not as good as they are with their with. They're not as good with Marcus Mariota as they are with Derek Carr. Even though Marcus Mariota kind of showed out last week against Vegas and almost led them to a win, but they couldn't. Um, but they they really haven't been good since can- they lost to Kansas City in Week 11, I think it was. And Miami, on the other hand, have won games they should have won, and they've, they've lost games they should have lost, and they've really been like the definition of consistency. And I think they're gonna be they're gonna be a scary team come playoff time, and like they're already a scary team to play now. And like, I feel like we've said it almost every episode that Miami's gonna be scary. But yeah, I mean you got You gotta put it. You gotta put it in there. I gotta agree with both you guys. I think Miami will take it. I gotta agree with Drew here. I think this will be game of the week. I mean, both teams are fighting for a lot here. I feel like a. 
Raiders have not been the same in a while, I feel like. I mean, I feel like they hit a high level when they beat the Chiefs, and then they lost to the Chiefs, and they hit a low level. I mean, they've kind of just been bouncing between those levels throughout the games. But I feel like, like you said, Miami is literally the definition of consistency this year, so I think they're going to take it. Yeah, next we have the Browns and the Jets game. You know, the Jets got a win last week, but I still feel like that's a team where you can confidently say they'll lose. Uh, and I have the Browns. Um, Baker has been very good lately. Um, and, you know, they have the their duo, their duo rushing attack is healthy, and their defense is playing pretty good recently. And I think that... Um, it should hopefully be an easy game for them. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I think Cleveland's easily the better team, and I don't think the Jets' win last week should fool you. Like, the Rams kind of needed that kick in the ass, and they got it. And the Jets are, like, they're trying to lose right now. They want Trevor Lawrence. And I don't know I don't know about you, but I would rather take Trevor Lawrence than a 3-13 and season at this point. And Cleveland, like I said, is is a very good team. They're probably one of the hotter teams in the league right now. And I would say, yes, it's a trap game for them considering New York just came off that win. But I don't think they're going to lose to a one-win team and they're going to continue to creep up on Pittsburgh. I I got to agree. I think it would be nice to uh, see the Browns steal the uh, spot from the uh, Steelers. I think that would be... Probably the perfect ending to the season, if I'm being honest, for just memes and normal sports. I'm really hoping they get the win, and I feel like part of that is on me to have them win. But then again, they're also playing the New York Jets, so I mean, I feel like you guys covered it all, so uh, go Browns. Alright, I'm going to start them off now. The first game I have is a Giants-Ravens, and I feel like this is going to be a very big game. Both teams are fighting for a playoffs. I mean, Giants fighting to uh, lead their division, and the Ravens fighting for a last playoff spot. Which, uh, I, think, I think all of us would agree that the Ravens could probably steal the Colts' spot, if not the Ravens, the Dolphins. But um, coming off a big win against Jacksonville, uh, I just feel like they're the better team here. I know the Giants are one game away now, right? I think they're, away yeah, from, one game. Yep. Yeah, one game away from Washington. So, I mean, both these teams are in a pretty good spots right now, but I think the Ravens are going to be able to take the win. Yeah, again, I mean, there's a ton of uh, games that are playoff fights this week, but I, I also think that the Ravens will win. Lamar's been playing pretty great recently, and just their their rush attack has been doing great recently. And I think that if uh, I think that the Giants are, I, I think that right now the Washington Football Team looks like the better team. Um, and I I'd say that they're probably not going to end up catching up to them, and I think that the Ravens will win this week. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I think Baltimore is also going to win. And, like, the AFC North is slowly becoming one of the best divisions to watch. Like, one team has already has already clinched the playoffs, and two more are on track to make it. And 
on the Giants side, they got that one win over Seattle, and they really haven't done anything since. And they like after that, they were looking like, oh, they're probably the NFC's favorite now because everyone, every team in that division is so bad. And then after that, they they literally haven't done anything. So I don't expect them to start it up again. And Baltimore is also, I think Baltimore is going to win. They're also going to start to creep up on Pittsburgh. Next game is um yeah Eagles and the Texans and I mean this is just a uh, as I like to call it a uh, tank game because this is basically just for a draft position so I feel like in a way whoever wins this game is actually the loser but I think it's gonna be the uh, Texans I just think they're the uh, better team here I mean I know Cincinnati's coming off a huge win against the Steelers from uh, last night for at least for us and I mean. I feel like they could try to ride that wave, but honestly, I feel like that game was a fluke. And as much as I dislike the Steelers, I feel like that was just a lucky night for the Bengals. I mean, their defense definitely did show up. I personally just think the Texans will be able to win. Yeah, I I agree. I Hopefully the Texans will win the Bengals, because again, I feel like if the Bengals won one or two of their last two games and they missed out on Penn and Sewell, that would be another thing come draft time where we're like, well, like right now we're all talking about how the Jets are going to miss out on Trevor Lawrence because they won that game. And I, there's just really no point to winning games for them right now. So, you know, I I think that even if they did try, the Texans look like a better team. And I, I think that, um, you know, the just... I think that Deshaun Watson will probably have a pretty decent game um, and that the Bengals will lose. And like Mark said, it's probably good for them. Yeah, I th- I also have Houston. And I think similar to the Jets win, the Bengals, the, like the Bengals win from last week, it shouldn't shouldn't fool, fool anyone. Like Houston is still the better team. And Deshaun Watson, if... If the Texans weren't four and ten, Deshaun Watson would probably be in the talks for MVP right now, and I think he's. I think Deshaun's gonna have another great game this week against not, not a great Bengals defense. I mean, if they show if they play like they played last night, then I mean, who knows what could happen? But I I, I expect Houston to win this game. Yeah. Next up is um. Uh... Bears, Jacksonville. I mean, I gotta go with the Bears. I feel like Jacksonville at this point in time is just playing every team that's trying to sneak into the playoffs. So, I mean, honestly, they're just gonna be tanking, hoping to try to steal Trevor Lawrence from the Jets. And uh, I think the Bears will just get a free victory here unless Mitch Trubisky goes back to his uh, old form earlier this season and somehow just throws 900 picks. I don't see that happening, so I I think the Bears will take this one with ease. Even if Mitch Trubisky does go back to his old form, I would think that the Bears are going to win. Dave Montgomery has been great lately, and Jacksonville is another defense that you can expect for him. Or not expect, but you can at least think ahead of time that it's a very real possibility he could go off again. And I, I, you know, now Jacksonville has the first pick, and you know, I don't don't screw that up and don't don't win this meaningless game. And 
I, I think that Chicago should have a pretty easy win. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also have Chicago, and if I'm back to calling Jacksonville that trap team once again. And I'm am I going to pick them? No, but they're like they're the team that can win a game, but they're not going to. And Chicago has been very good in the past two weeks. Trubisky has looked good with a four-one touchdown interception ratio. They beat two decent decent teams in Houston and Minnesota, and I expect them to keep it up with an easy win against Jacksonville. And Honestly, Jack. If Jacksonville plays like the Colts or the Titans this week, like I think, I think they beat. I I think they try and beat them because I mean they're they're a rival. You don't want to see them in the playoffs, and that would that would just be like a team that would be a game you'd want to win just to knock knock a rival out of the out of playoff contention. But they're not. They're playing Chicago, so I think I agree. I think they shouldn't try to win this game at all. I mean, you basically got everything there. Close down. But next up is the uh, Falcons versus the Chiefs. And, uh, after seeing the Falcons yet again choke away another victory and going up against the juggernaut of the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs will take this with ease, walk all over the Falcons. And I mean, I feel like the Falcons' defense has just been a, a big problem for them throughout the last few seasons. I mean... Look good, and then once the second quarter comes around, they just start to crumble, and I mainly blame their defense for that. So, I mean, their offense has yet to struggle to get points going in the second half, but I feel like it's more to blame on their defense for just shutting down early. I just got to go with the uh, Chiefs against the uh, choking birds. I agree. I, I have to say that the Chiefs are probably the easy pick, but I do think that maybe we're starting to see like some holes in their armor or something because they have won I think I saw their last six games by one score or less or yeah one score or less and I I think that you know they're maybe they're not quite as perfect as we all think they are and I, I they're still in my mind the favorite you know, I, I still don't think anyone can really out, um, like, out, uh, play, just, um, play better offense than them when Mahomes is in playoff form. And I, but yeah, I think it should be an easy game this week for them. And hopefully they break that streak of only winning by one score. Yeah, I agree. I also have Kansas City, and even with like the the holes in the armor, like if they're even if they're maybe not as perfect as as we think they are, I still think they're the best team in the league, and it's re- this game is really a no brainer for me. And it, like maybe it's possible that Atlanta puts up a fight, but and even if they do, they're probably just gonna fall apart in the fourth quarter and lose lose big time. So I'm gonna take Kansas City as well. So the uh, next game is uh, Pittsburgh Colts, and I think this could rival the uh, Dolphins Raiders game for best game of the week because we got the uh, Colts trying to fight for a top of their division. Same thing with Pittsburgh. I mean, four losses in a row. That is just going eleven and zero to losing four in a row. Three, just, three. I feel like unacceptable. Three in a row. Yeah, sorry. Well, if they lose this, it would be four. yeah, yeah. I mean, lose this game. 
I feel like there's playoff dreams aren't over, but their Super Bowl hope is over. And I mean, coming off the loss to Cincinnati, I think they'll be hungry. The offense will try to get together more, but I mean, going up against this Colts defense, it would just be really fun to see that receiving core and that Colts defense go up against each other. But I think in the end, I'm just going to have to take the Colts here mainly because of their defense, and I don't know why, but I have a hunch that uh, Philip Rivers is just going to have one of his greatest games of all time and just drive his team home to a, a big win. Yeah, I, I think that the Steelers are going to, obviously they've heard everything everyone's saying about them. I think that they're, you know, they know that they, um, they need, um, to win for the title in the division, and I think that Ben Roethlisberger, you know, his name has been dragged through the dirt recently, I guess you could say, and I, I think that they're going to have a chip on their shoulder, and that they're going to be able to, um, you know, match up with the Colts defense, and, you, you know, uh, have a, a better game than they did against the Bengals, at least, so, but... I I have the Steelers. I, I think it's going to be a good defensive battle. Yeah, I also have the Steelers. And honestly, I probably should have picked Indianapolis here, but I've picked Pittsburgh probably every week we've done a podcast because they've played such weak teams. And I feel like now that they're losing, once I stop, they're going to win. So I, I got to pick Pittsburgh again. And, like, they haven't proved to me they haven't proved to me that they can beat teams with no quarterback and Phillip Rivers is a good quarterback, so it's kinda like like it's fifty fifty for me, but I I think big uh, I think Big Ben's gonna be, be able to bounce back from the past two, three weeks and he's gonna they're gonna look to clinch the AFC North the north this week with the with a playoff win. And yeah. Alright, so I think that wraps it up for your game. So Carolina and Washington and I'm I'm really interested to see what happens with the QB position for Washington because I think Alex Smith is still hurt. I don't know if he's gonna be able to play this week and then um Dwayne Haskins got caught in a strip club with no mask, so he's getting like dis- he's getting disciplined right now. So I, I don't know who's going to start. I honestly don't think who are, if it's Alex Smith or Dwayne Haskins. Either way, I think Washington's going to win this game. And I th- they're obviously probably the favorite to win the NFC East, although crazier things have happened and they could end up losing that. But I expect them to get a big win here, and they're, I think they'll prove to everyone that they're not going to be a team you want to play come playoff time. Um. Yeah, I got to agree with Drew here with uh, Washington. I mean, their quarterback situation is tough. And, I mean, depending on either Alex Smith or Haskins plays, I got to agree, I think they'll be able to pull out a win. But if some no-name is just going to show up, I think they will uh, not be able to. I don't think their defense is good enough to win games by itself, especially with uh, no help from the offense. So, Carolina has looked on and off. I mean, Almost was able to pull out a big win, well, a huge upset against Green Bay. But after that game, I think they're going to be tired and uh, I'm going to be able to keep up. So I got to go with the football team. 
I agree, yeah. I, I would pick the football team as well. I think that, um, you know, the defense has been great lately. And Carolina, another team that's kind of fallen off a cliff. And, I mean, I, I, they they looked pretty good at the beginning of the season. Maybe not quite a playoff team, but now I think they're, you know, they're another team that might be thinking, like, at this point, Teddy has shown he's our he is the Panthers' bridge QB. He's not the franchise guy. And I think that, you know, in a historically great QB class, or what's looking like it might be, they might be, you know, trying to get a little bit higher so that they can pick one of the guys that they want, whoever that may be. But Yeah. All right, moving on. So we got Denver and the Char- Denver versus the LA Chargers, and I I think Herbert's going to be able to lead LA to a win here. Um, Drew Locke has been severely underwhelming to say the least, but I mean, and he's also he's also been very inconsistent, which means he could throw for four hundred yards and four touchdowns and win, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think um, Herbert and the Chargers are going to be able to get their second win in a row. I gotta agree with you here. I feel like Denver has been too inconsistent. And so has LA in a way that I feel like Justin Herbert is just the better quarterback out of both of them, and I'll feel like they'll be able to win. I agree. I think that the Broncos are, um, you know, I, I think to, to the Drew Locke talk, I, I think that um, he, I, I think he's gonna get another year. Uh, whether he takes advantage of that, I don't know, but I think that he's probably not going to have like a, a big game this week, and that Justin Herbert will get the better of the team this time after probably another great game after the Raiders. Yeah, um, alright, and then next we got the Rams and the Seahawks, and I'm going to I'm gonna take LA, and like I said earlier, I don't think they'll I don't think the loss of the Jets should fool anybody, and the Rams got the kick in the ass they needed, as I said, and they'll they'll come back better than ever this week, and I think they'll look like probably the scariest team in the NFC. And I know, I think it was Mark who kind of said that they're that this is gonna kind of start the fire in them, and they're gonna look like they can beat everyone in the league by forty points. And I think I think they're gonna win. They're gonna beat Seattle. And I think they're gonna win big and. Maybe that fire, like I said, and maybe the fire that the Jets that the Jets lost gave them that maybe that takes them to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I. I you can go, Matias. All right. Yeah. So, uh, I I think that again, like after the loss to the Jets, I think that maybe they're even scarier coming into this week because you're like. Well, you know, they're angry now. Like, one of the best players in the league, Aaron Donald, like, really wants to win, and he's going up against a horrible offensive line. And I, I just think that, um, it, I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it'll be kept close. Uh, but I think that, uh, LA will probably end up winning. I, I, but I have noticed, I, I'm, when, when I do the Seahawks tips, I'm pretty pessimistic. I feel like it. Uh, I just want to set myself up 
and being like okay with the loss, I guess. Yeah, I gotta agree with you guys. I think the Rams are gonna come into this one and uh, take the win. I mean, I feel like they're gonna be probably have one of their best games. They're gonna come off a loss to a uh, probably the worst team in the league. They're gonna be angry. They're gonna be hungry. I mean, it's a it's a huge game for him, especially against the Seahawks, because it will help decide who um, uh, will take the lead in that division. So, I mean, again, another game that I can see being uh, one of the best of the week. I mean, we've seen a lot. I feel like that happens around playoff time. A lot of these games matter to who gets in and who's out. But I think the Rams are just going to be hungry, and I feel like this, this might be the week here where we see a whole new Rams team come out and and just tear ass. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I think I I do think I I'm pretty sure Seattle clinches the NFC West with a win here, and LA would just take the lead with a win because and they'd have to win next week as well. Um. Anyway, moving on, we got Philly and Dallas, and I think Dallas's win last week was a fluke. They played well, but like not well enough to convince me that they can beat the Eagles. And Jalen Hurts has looked—he's looked really good, and almost led the—he almost led the Eagles back to a, to a win against Arizona last week. And like we've—I've mentioned before—that was probably the the best game to watch last week. And I think Hurts is gonna light up Dallas's defense and get a twenty-plus point win. And yeah, so Philly's gonna get that one. Yeah, I, I got to agree with you. I feel like out of all the teams, Dallas is probably the lowest one in that division. I mean, it's a pretty low division, but I feel like Philadelphia, the Giants, and the football team have all been able to step up their game uh, their game plans and how they play. And I feel like the Cowboys never have, and that's uh, really affected them in the uh, long term. So I think, especially with how Jalen Hurts is playing, I got to go with the uh, Eagles. Yeah, I have to say, too, I think that Philly has looked pretty great um, with Hurtson, and I think that um, I, I think that they're going to have I, – I think it'll still be a pretty decent game because Andy Dalton has shown he can be competitive, I guess. In, in he, he, yeah, he, that he can still be competitive in this league. But I, I just think that – Philly, um, are, are they out of contention yet for the NFC East title? No, so. every every team in the NFC East can still get in one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that they'll probably be trying to make a final push to overtake Washington. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it, it could still be a decent game, though. Yeah, definitely. And moving on, Sunday Night Football, Tennessee and Green Bay. And this is going to be a shootout. It's going to be, it. It's instead of Ryan Tannehill versus Aaron Rodgers, it's probably going to be Derrick Henry versus Aaron Rodgers. I think Henry's going to run all over Green Bay's defense, but I think Aaron Rodgers is also going to torch the Titans secondary. And, like, they, the Titans secondary haven't really proven much to me this year. Like, they have Kevin Byard. And Malcolm Butler, like those are the two names that come to mind. I think Adoree Jackson's playing. I I don't know if he's hurt or not, but 
Like, they really haven't proven to me that they can be, that they're going to be able to stop, like, guys like Devontae Adams and Marcus Valdez-Scantling. And even Robert Tanyan's kind of proven to be a good tight end this year. And I honestly, I think that's going to be the deciding factor. And I think Rodgers is going to throw the ball better than Henry will run it. Yeah, I got to I gotta agree with you here. I think this will be a uh, very offensive shootout, very one-sided, high-scoring game. And I feel like just, I mean, I think uh, Rodgers' passing game is 10 times better than Tannehill's. And I feel like the better offense is on Green Bay's side. And I feel like as well, Green Bay has the uh, advantage of defense just by a little bit. And I feel like their defense will be able to clamp up towards the end of the game and get a big game-ending stop. So, yeah, I think that Tennessee is going to not be able to do the thing where they jump out to a big lead and then pound the rock with Eric Henry. I think that at some point they're going to play from behind. And maybe you just don't want the ball in Ryan Tannehill's hands for that, you know, for that part of the game. He hasn't proven to be incredibly clutch yet, I guess. And I, I just think that Aaron Rodgers will beat him like 99 times out of 100 in a, sh- in a shootout or a throwout. And I, so yeah, I think the Packers will end up winning a good, uh, very offensive game. Yeah, I I think that's kind of going to be like a reality check in in one way or the other for Tennessee, where they, like you said, they kind of been able to jump out with Derrick Henry and kind of control the game. All right, but moving on to the last game, Monday Night Football, we got Buffalo and New England, and I'm not I'm not really going to get into this because it's kind of disappointing that the Patriots have missed the playoffs for only the second time in the past twenty years, but. Uh yeah, I got, I got, I'm gonna take Buffalo. I just don't trust us enough to beat a playoff contending, playoff contender right now. So I got Buffalo. Yeah, I gotta go with Buffalo. I mean, I know they have the division and all that clinched, so you think they some starters would be start to sit and more practice squad or secondary players would start coming in. I still feel like that Buffalo, they're going up against a division rival in the Patriots who have been kicking them for years that they kind of want to get some licks back in while they can. So I think I'm, I am I got to take Buffalo here. I agree. I think that Buffalo is definitely the superior team right now. And I, I don't think, I don't think it'll be a pretty game to watch, especially for you Patriots fans. I think that, uh, yeah, just Josh Allen's probably going. I mean, I I don't think he'll have a great game, but I, he'll outplay Cam Newton in my opinion. And I think that yeah, the Bills will keep on keep on keeping on. Yeah. yeah. And just one more thing to add. I feel like I feel like Josh Allen too. He's shown himself. Like I don't think he's gonna throw the ball at the one yard line and get intercepted big times. Like uh, some other QBs we know, so uh, just get on to the questions now, I guess. <laughs> All right, that was that was subtle. Matias didn't even realize what was coming until like half, until you were pretty much almost done. Uh, All right, so yeah, <laughs> moving on to questions. Um, Matias, you you can start off with yours if you want. So, um, my question is, what is up with the Steelers? Why they suddenly start losing? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna let Mark answer this one because first because Mark I know Mark As hates the, uh, Steelers. Podcast Steelers hater, I guess I'll start this one off. I mean, I personally think I mean the Steelers. They're an all right team. They're definitely not the eleven win team we've seen. I mean, actually, I would say that, but I mean, the order they got it. Surprised it was eleven in a row, especially against the. Uh, teams they were playing. I mean, they were even struggling against teams who were uh, who should have been blowouts for them. And I just feel like, especially now, their offense is all just passing. Basically, at least what I've seen, I mean, the run game, we've seen it, but with Connor out, it's been pretty bad. And um, I think just teams are realizing what type of team they're going against, and they're having a bit more confidence than they normally would. Ever since that loss, I feel like teams have been more confident to go up against them. So I feel like they're just not being looked at as they were earlier in the season. Yeah, I definitely agree. I th- I just think I I still I still think like their defense is still great. It's still like a top three top three defense in the league, and um, I just I feel like I feel like they. Like their offense was good, and then Washington kind of came in there and was like, "Oh yeah, so he, we're we're gonna beat you now," and that kind of paved the way for um, teams to be like, "Oh yeah, so their offense isn't great." So that I think teams have been able to kind of coach against that the offense better, and I j- I think the defense is still still an issue, but I I think the if teams have been able to figure out how to coach against the offense then that that's just kind of they're that's why that's why they're losing i agree i think the Steelers' offense has really slowed down i think that the run game as mark mentioned has really just taken a hit with connor out even when in the first place he's not elite or anything they're just too ben roethlisberger relying he's too old teams have figured him out their defense is not quite as dominant i think as it was at the beginning of the and I never expected them to go undefeated, but I don't, definitely don't think that anyone really expected them to lose this game this week against the Bengals. And I guess, you know, it's another team. Maybe they got a reality check now. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you guys have everything there. But my question now here is, um, will the uh, Steelers be able to win uh, another game this season? And I guess before you guys go, I'll just put in my two cents. I personally think no. I know they have the uh, Browns coming up and the Colts, right? And I yep. feel like those are two losses. And, I mean, I feel like they're stuck in a rut. And if I were them, they're probably going to make the playoffs even if they don't win their division. And if I were them, I would just I would just focus for playoffs and try to become a whole different team. Yeah, well, the, the seal, they've already clinched the playoffs, I believe, but – I, I do think I think they're gonna be able to win the next two games and I like I say this and that's probably not gonna happen but like Indianapolis I think it just comes back to who's what quarterback is gonna play better in Ben Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers and I think um, Roethlisberger kind of has that for me at least and then for the Browns I think I think Tom Mike Tomlin's really like he's he's a good coach he he's it's a divisional rival 
So I think he's going to be able to coach them well enough to to beat the Browns, even though the Browns are like the Browns are a totally different team that they than they played when whatever it was week seven or something. So, I mean, it to me it's either way, but I think I think they can win out, and I think they're going to go thirteen and three. But it, it's I it really could go either way. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to say they're going to lose one, win one. My feeling is that they win the Indianapolis game and then lose against the Browns. But, um, yeah, I, either way, I, I don't think they're going to win out or lose out. Um, and But, I mean, coming, I mean, with the back before they lost to Washington, you would think that they would probably win both of these games. And I, I just think it's crazy how they've, like, transformed over the past couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless you guys have anything else to say about that one, I'm going to move on. Um, so, and just real, like, I'm, I'm going to go in a completely different direction. I'm going to focus away from the Steelers. Um, I think, I think we've, I would, I would assume that Carson Wentz is done in Philly and they're, I don't know what his contract is. I think he still has a few more years, so they'd have to trade him. They can't like re-sign in free agency. So I'm interested to see what you guys think. If if they were to trade Carson Wentz, what do you think is the best location for him to be in to go back to being that 2017 self when he was on track to be the MVP if it wasn't for the injury? I feel like it's going to be tough because I feel like after what we've seen, no teams really are going to be interested in him, especially with the draft coming up and all these young talents coming in to prove themselves. I feel like they'll be given the, a shot over of what we've seen for Wentz. But I can see him going to a place like the, um, the Jets or even like the Jaguars, some place who has a chance to draft a uh, one of the uh, quarterbacks coming out of the uh, draft and try to be like a mentor, get him ready. I mean, he's had playoff experience. He's been in the league for a decent amount of time now. I feel like he would be a uh, – he's not – like the greatest experienced player to bring in, but I feel like he he would be pretty good just to help mentor some of those quarterbacks uh, for their for for their start of their career. Yeah, I, I think he's a little young, and the fact that he's not willing to sit behind Hurts makes me think he wouldn't like that very much. But I I think that um, I I see him more as a guy that might go to like the Colts or Patriots who are not really in prime position to get one of the top three or four QBs. Like, maybe at the Patriots spot, Trey Lance or something could fall to them. But I, I think that, you know, what, once you get past um, the top four QBs, I think I would take what um, Wentz has proved he can do over, you know, trying to draft someone else in the first round. So, like, the Saints, the Steelers, the Colts, someone like that who can't draft, you know, like a almost surefire QB like Trevor Lawrence. Um, but they, they're they either looking for a good bridge guy or they're hoping to, you know, make it work with, like, the Steelers. Pretty good offensive line and great wide receiver set. Yeah, I I agree. I I made a list of like of like seven or eight teams that I think may make a good spot for 
for Wentz and like I had Jacksonville down, but he's probably going they're probably gonna get Trevor Lawrence, so that's kind of out of the picture. Denver is probably another good spot. I think Drew Locke doesn't really have what it takes necessarily, but they could possibly give him a, another year. But maybe you bring in Wentz for the preseason. If it doesn't work out, then you cut him. And like you mentioned, New England. Um, I think San Francisco is another good spot because I don't. I don't know if I'd rather have Carson Wentz than Jimmy Garoppolo to be honest. Um, maybe like the Giants is kind of a stretch because Daniel Jones is somewhat decent. Like he's he's kind of there. I don't know if you you'd want to trade for him. I have Washington because Alex Smith's not going to cut it for next year. Um, you mentioned New Orleans, and then I think Carolina, like we, we talked about earlier, like Teddy Bridgewater's kind of like that bridge quarterback, no pun intended. But I think that would be a good that would be a good spot to send Carson Wentz. But I feel like yeah. Carson Wentz is also kind of like a bridge quarterback. I feel like he's proven himself not to be a franchise quarterback. I see him being like a short-term fill-in and skipping around the league a bit. Yeah, but if you can't like like if you're a team like New England where you definitely can't get a top a top 3 quarterback that's proven himself, then like like Justin like if you can get if you cannot get Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields or um Trey Lance, then I don't think you'd draft a quarterback and you'd probably trade for a guy like Sam Darnold um maybe even Gardner Minshew and then Carson Wentz so I think probably the best fit would be Indianapolis or New England and I think Denver's another good fit for Wentz too so yeah all right so I think that just about wraps it up unless you guys have anything else to say well that's it all right so by the time you guys are hearing this, it's probably Christmas, so Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, so we'll be back next week, hopefully, barring something drastic happening. And, yeah, we'll talk about the, some more college more some more some college football, if, assuming you guys like that. But, yeah, so we'll see you guys next week. See ya. All right, thank you, everybody, for watching.